0: You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast, presented by our good friends at Coors Light. Dance. Dance. Week five of the Jay and Dan vacation takeover. So we've just been playing best stuff. Yeah. Stop. I've uh, been listening to all these. You've done a great job.
1: Yeah. He pieced together. He he had themes for all these best stuffs. I was about to cross my legs. And I'm, I kid you not, these pants are so tight that I felt my testicles pinching when I was about to cross them. So I can't do that. I've got to leave my legs uncrossed.
0: Uh, it says here we're going to ta- hear about to how to know if a raccoon has rabies. Hmm. I've
1: always wanted to know that. Let's listen in.
2: It's time for another classic J and Dan moment.
1: You got the house out in the country. You yeah. got, got all the... Uh Vermin out of the roof. Oh, you had some uh, some rats or something? What would you have up there? Or was it was it Steve Webb up there, living up there? <laughs> it <was> Webby, so- <laughs> get out of the roof. Go well, home. It was something with fur. Oh, God. Was it a raccoon? So many raccoons. Well, the guy got area. up there. He's like, I thought
0: it was a squirrel that I saw. It might be a raccoon. Maybe it's a wombat. Maybe it's a wildebeest. I don't know. Living up there or dead? He gone. He gone. He go. If an, and if he's in there, he's locked in now. Oh, man. That hole is closed. Man, so you wonder what he's doing with
1: himself. He's like, <laughs> well, I'm in here now.
0: <laughs> I'm a <laughs> raccoon. Oh, <laughs> locked in here. Have you seen that commercial? I just saw it today. Uh, it's a recycling commercial. This This family pulls up into their driveway, mm-hmm. and there's life-size mm-hmm. raccoons, so these people are wearing <laughs> raccoon outfits. What? We talked about this, champ. Delicious trash in the trash, beverage containers in the recycling bin, okay? I was on the floor laughing. Oh, I oh <laughs>
1: representing the raccoon problem yeah. that we They're have like, in hey, Southern Ontario. Hey,
0: we love your garbage, but you didn't recycle.
1: Oh, God. it was recycled. That's comes. pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, if you're listening in other parts of the country you live in downtown toronto guaranteed raccoons are getting into your garbage or i guess in rural rural ontario as well rural the rural jura. and we got a, a
0: skunker skunking around
1: oh what is going on out there it's like <laughs> safari planet <laughs> dan O'Toole's safari planet
0: speaking of that toolsy uh you open that back door you take the, your life out of your hands oh, <laughs> But then
1: I was at a buddy's place on Friday, and he said his cute little dog they got, family dog, got eaten by a raccoon. (laughs) That would have been my first guess. But it actually got sprayed by a skunk when he was walking uh, just downtown. Skunks everywhere. But they said skunk (laughs) just turned around and just shot it right in the dog's face. And the dog just
0: (laughs) I was just like... (laughs) So did he have to do the tomato... Juice back, Yeah, yeah.
1: They said. Well, the thing was, it had been two weeks ago, and they said, like, the dog came in. I was like, ooh, what is? And they're like, yeah, that we can't get the smell out. Like, we can't. I mean, we no, tried the tomato months. juice. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's a
0: dire situation. Our dog Fonzie got sprayed every two weeks about.
1: At one point, do you just take the dog to the pound and just be like, you know. Well, we this
0: can't. one skunk was skunking around out in the field, and he was, like, getting real close. And I call my dad at work. I'm like, that skunk's back. He's like, it's probably rabid. It shouldn't be that close. You got to shoot it. You got to shoot it. And then cut its head off. And then take its head to the vet. And then they'll test it for rabies. Because they have to test its brain. And you're like, thanks, Dad. Good talking to you. <laughs> so I did it.
1: So you got it. Cut off its head? How was that? That must have been fun. Do you know how to cut off a skunk's head? Why'd you take a bread knife? Nice serrated bread knife? Just (laughs) a shovel.
0: Again, some people may be offended, but hey, that's living on a
1: farm. Oh come on, give me a break, folks.
0: And it was rabbit, rabbit, but it wasn't. They checked. It wasn't.
1: Oh, (laughs) so you shot it for nothing? (laughs) That's skunk talk. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah
2: this is the interview
0: of the week i wonder if our, our guest that we mentioned jeff o'neill um jeff you a big uh, winnipeg jets fan i am now dan i'm
3: not the big believer i think brian hayes and different people are like they don't care about canadian teams but i don't know that's too intense for
0: that's too intense like can't you just enjoy sports and be happy for other canadians
3: I agree. It's like there's only one team left to cheer for, though you want to see a Canadian team have some success. Obviously, I don't think any of us really care too much. You kind of root for somebody, but at the end of the day, a Canadian team's left and they're really good, so why not see them go far?
0: Do you like, have a team? I like that attitude from Jeff O'Neill. Like, if the Leafs lose, uh, are you mad? Does it affect your day?
3: It really doesn't, because I found that when they lose, people stop bugging you at work. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So wait, when you're
1: walking through the hallways of 9 Channel 9 Court and the Leafs are on a real roll, it's like a nightmare for you?
3: Well, it's just, when they're on a roll, it's like, Austin Matthews, uh, look at this shot he took in warm-up. Let's break it down. <laughs> it's like, actually, no thanks.
0: Put <laughs> us in the minds of those guys. Like, the, the scrums they have to deal with, do you start disliking going to the rink?
3: No, I mean, come on. It's, honestly, it's two to three minutes of your life. I mean, can there be the odd question that is a little bit irritating? I mean, it's not that big a deal. I saw Matt Sundin do it every single day and it didn't bother him. So if he can do it every single day, I think you can do it for a couple minutes, and I I, I think nowadays it's like, I don't think the media requests the same person every day. I always wonder, like, the game's over. Well, my first thing is, the game's at night, so, like, how many frigging questions do you really want to know before the game? Like, don't you want to just talk after the game? Yes, yes. But now that I'm in the industry, I understand there's a five o'clock sports center, there's five, you know. 5.30, 5.30, whatever, 6 o'clock, there's early stuff that they've got to get stuff for, and I understand that now, but I always used to say to them, I had no idea about it, but I'm like, <laughs> the game's not until tonight. Like, what the hell do you want to talk about?
1: <laughs> but do you think, Jeff, that someone like Drew Doughty, for example, who grew up in this part of the world and has now been enjoying life in the South Bay do you think the appeal of coming to the Leafs is diminished significantly by the fact that playing down there no one gives a other than the people in the South Bay whereas if he came up here it would just be a con- he'd be constantly he'd be like you when the Leafs are on a roll at Nine Channel 9 court
3: Jay you know what you know when guys say I'm not going to Toronto to deal with that is when Jake Gardner didn't have, uh, didn't have a good game in game 7 Right. He was probably the worst player on the ice, but when people start doing a GoFundMe account to buy him out, and the comments are ridiculous, and they're filling up his Instagram page with threats and all this garbage, that's where if I'm a guy like Drew Doughty, I would say I'm not going to deal with that.
2: Yeah,
3: who, who, you know, it's not, it's not talking to Steve Simmons or Kristen Shilton for five minutes in the morning. Right, it's that garbage. Yeah yeah
1: exactly.
0: What's with your infatuation with uh sandals? You always Instagram pictures of bad men's sandals
3: I just my feeling is like guys like save some save some girls for the rest of us with that look. <laughs> How do you leave your house with that? The worst are those mandal things they're like these like hiking kind of slipper sandal things. I see these things out in public and I'm just blown away by the audacity of people to put these on their feet to go in public.
1: I could see I Toolsy wearing those though, at
0: no, the no. golf course. No, I, uh, I wear just regular uh, open-toed sandals. Just regular ones. No socks. I think I've got it okay. I think I've got it figured out. I don't know if you do.
1: Oh, dog, you, you took Toolsy out to uh, a popular steakhouse a few weeks ago. Um, you just... mean
3: Bernie Lomax or Toolsy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: How, like,
3: did you have to carry Toolsy out of there? No, come on. No, no, no. I did uh, give him a a police escort. CPR.
1: So Um, he's an amazing wingman is what you're trying to tell me.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he's a good wingman. He was a good wingman for a couple hours, and then the off button went off, and it was goodbye Toolsy.
0: Well, that's what happens when you sit in one location too long. I need to get up and walk around. We were
3: having this great conversation, Jay, and it was like there was myself and (laughs) Chris Chelios and Wendell Clark and the owner of uh, the restaurant we were at, and it was a good vibe, and then Dan tried to say something, and it sounded like this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Susie. (laughs) Susie. And Tulsi was not Tulsi anymore. What was
2: that sound again? (laughs) I'm like, what the hell is that?
3: Like a cougar in heat. Oh, Jesus! Chris Chelios looked at me and goes, what's up with Dan? I'm like, I he's having a good time, I think.
1: Don't worry about (laughs) it. He's okay.
3: Yeah, Dan's okay, bud. Uh,
1: How how exciting... Uh, is it to post a picture like Brian Hayes where he looks like Elvis just seconds before he died on that toilet in 1977? <laughs> Isn't he a monster
3: in that picture? What, what no,
0: happened? What, what, to, what's the backstory? So Brian Hayes is the uh, uh, one of your co-hosts on your uh, afternoon drive he show here in Toronto. He's
3: the host of Overdrive. You he, guys
0: don't all share the hosting duties?
3: No, he is the host.
0: Okay, I just thought you were all just triple-billed.
3: No. I don't consider myself a co-host. I consider myself just—I uh, don't even know what the hell I consider myself, but okay. I really don't know what I'm doing. You guys but have I'm a on the show.
1: You're, you have a magical chemistry, and I really sincerely mean that. It's a great, great show. <laughs> but I did wonder about how Hayes would react to you posting that. But maybe you've posted. Yeah. What's the that backstory before?
0: of that picture? You posted a picture, and he's about hundred pounds heavier.
3: Yeah, he was a moose, and he knows it, and I would never do that without asking permission of the person. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I think the reason I posted it is, remember when LeBron wrote the, like, note to him for his former self before getting, like, his zillionth point? He was like, congrats, kid, you did it. So I just did Brian Hayes to his former <laughs> Giant
1: self. <laughs> yeah, he was big, but man, but he hosted on Trade Center, and I thought he did a great job. He was kind I of thought in the, he was fantastic. Yeah, he was kind of in the Dave Hodge role there. He looked dapper. Yeah, yeah he looked sharp. Yeah. Ma-
3: maybe he's very talented guy.
1: Jeff, we're gonna let you go, but I just want to let you know that I am already on Travago looking up hotels and flights for you and Dan to Schiphol in Amsterdam. We're taking Schiepel almost. Airport.
0: We're taking the end of July and most of August off, so. Uh I've got a, I've got a clean slate. Oh man! Oh, Once God. we get yeah. our,
1: it'll change your life, buddy. It it'll
0: is. change your
1: life. It'll change your life like that. My pillow changed Brian Hayes' life. It has changed my life. <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you have a my pillow? I do. It changed my life. Too. Is it?
0: Is it that good?
3: It, it, it's actually like unbelievable. Like I'm, I'm sick and tired of people because people make fun of you like you idiots do every <laughs> day. But it's actually a good pillow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, go enjoy that. Uh, cuddle up to that and have a have a good night. All right, fellas. See you, buddy. Oh, Jeff O'Neill, what a legend he is.
1: we got to get him on more often in uh, Season 2 of Jay and Dan Podcast, Episode 3.0. I can't keep track of all these numbers.
0: You know what we talk a lot about uh, on this podcast? Because we both have them. Kids and yeah. kids' parties and concerts and such.
1: Yeah, and... Uh We're going to start with a a recap of uh, kids' birthday parties. Uh, We had a couple of them this year, and they were pretty wild.
2: (laughs) Time for our feature presentation.
0: First off, I think we uh, alluded to the fact that young Ruby O'Toole was having her birthday last week. She turned seven, and her... uh, present was she wanted to go to one of those indoor play places
1: yes um now we were fortunate enough to be invited myself yeah. my wife my daughter my wife. and uh when we got there you know I'm, I'm checking the gps i'm like this seems to be like uh, an industrial strip mall um this can't be the right this can't be where it is and then i i didn't see it in the the front the main part of the strip mall I'm like, there's no way it would be like on the, in the almost the back of the strip. And it was. That's exactly where it was. Yeah. So my question was, was that a real indoor play place? Or was that something that you set up yourself um,
0: using old gym mats? Now, that's how they're all set up. Every one of these you go to, you're like, oh, maybe this will be a different. No. This one's hidden in the back next to some shady fly-by-night yeah. pyramid scheme office. I'm, I'm surprised
1: there wasn't a rub-and-tug next door.
0: <laughs> My erections have returned.
1: Oh, man. <laughs>
0: you, you walk in, it just smells like
1: bleach and chlorine. Yeah, yeah, they've had to clean it, just like a rub-and-tug. And I've said rub-and-tug a few times on this podcast already. You know, rub-and-tug, aye, aye. rub-and-tug would be a good name for a podcast. That had nothing to do with rub and tugs. Ponder it. Think about it. So you had to bring in... You brought in your own food to this place. Like, all this place really had was the the, the ball machines. The,
0: that, uh, 80% of the stuff wasn't working. Nothing yes. was
1: working. You were very <laughs> upset about that. You went to try to get a discount. Well,
0: I said to the lady, Hey, yeah, uh, all your uh, guns and your uh, balls and all... None of it's working, so I'm going discount, to discount, right? She's like, "Now we don't give discounts. Hey, lady... I'm those dead. dollar, dollar bills. And then y'all. she said, the manager's here. Uh, you can go talk to him if you want. manager didn't even come over. He's like, whatever. I don't f- care. He gave me my, his money already. Hey,
1: lady, your guns and balls aren't working. <laughs> Fix your guns and balls. I'm dead.
0: But the poor parents, well, I shouldn't say. They probably thought that of me because they dropped their kids off. and Then they say. Oh, they're so and then, happy. Then I come out at the end and I just I'm like yeah. you like y- you survived. You did it. You looked
1: like you'd gone 5 rounds with Daniel Cormier <laughs> after that. <laughs> a couple of hours in there.
0: The kids are dripping wet, sweating. So they oh, they they each down like 8 liters of water. Luckily they they had a good some. time. The kids had fun. Oh, they had a blast. Yeah, they, they, they don't know what f- They don't know what to expect in life that Things no. are better than this. No, no.
1: They think that's the peak. <laughs> they think their birthday parties, this is as good as life gets.
0: And you know what made it? I posted it on uh, my Instagram, TSN O'Toole. Um, I took a video of young Ruby O'Toole before we left in the backseat with balloons, like bouncing in her seat. I'm like, see?
1: It's a- yeah, that's all you need. Get a handful of balloons, uh, a couple of liters of water, and that's a birthday <laughs> party.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Taking the family to Disney for the day—obviously, you got to fly and stuff. But when you're living there, <laughs> taking them to Disney for the day was cheaper than the Enchanted.
1: Castle. I, now that I was a little baffled by that little piece of information, because all due respect to the Enchanted Castle,
0: <laughs> but I'm—I'm I'm not adding providing
1: on, you with a Disney
0: experience. I'm adding on food, gift sacks, whatever you call them, grab bags,
1: loot bags. <laughs> we we, yeah. we used to call them loot bags. What did you call them, Stoff? Sorry, what's up? <laughs> uh, loot bags would be the word. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's that now? <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, Want to say a big happy birthday to big podcast fan Sydney O2. What? Oh, she doesn't know this uh, podcast exists. But anyway, happy birthday to Sydney. Oh yes, my it turns, turns ten. 10. And wow, the double dig. Did you see that picture I sent out on the old Instagrams? Yes, a of picture you and of her, her on the desk. Man, yep. I've, we've worked here a long time. Yes, we have. While well, we skipped a few years, <laughs> then we came back. Sitting on the sports center desk, anyway. So, uh, took Sydney, um, her sister, and um, uh, her sister Ruby, and my niece uh, Sarah. We went into the big smoke. Went to the a bi- Turkish bath. Went to Toronto for uh, Saturday <laughs> night. Went and saw Harry Potter in concert, which was they play the second Harry Potter movie with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra playing the score live. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I know, that's what I said. I'm like, okay, whatever, the big Harry Potter fans. But the conductor comes out at the beginning he says you would think we want you to be silent during this we want the opposite you see a character you like go nuts you see a character you hate like, boo you laugh at something you want to laugh at the play everyone was so into it and it changed my mind about harry potter
1: everyone, everyone was that. like F- you harry <laughs> no no they're like, F- you harry potter and you're Glasses.
0: But the uh, the blonde kid. I don't know any of their names. Blonde kid. So he's an evil kid. But he got booze. And but he also got people cheering. Dumbledore, suck my. Oh, f- you. So so it was a good interactive experience. Banger, Ron Weasley. Sony Center could use a bit of a refurbishment. Refurbishment. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, need a uh, new
1: carpet. That's where I saw the Wiggles the week before. How was how was that? Oh, great! Yeah, that was an awesome show.
0: It was it was. Were people booing during that?
1: Hey, f- you Simon, we
0: know a f- you Emma, yeah. toot toot chugga chugga my ass. Here's an honest question: Were any people there without children?
1: <laughs> I hope not. or That would be very creepy. But some on, people are into that. Fun. Like
0: some people are into Disney, but they don't have kids.
1: It's a little different though because this is for specifically for preschoolers. So if <laughs> like Disney's different cuz that should appeal to all ages, the movies, everything. Whereas the Wiggles is a specific preschool band. So if there are adults okay. there without children, those adults should probably be in jail. They they worked hard. They worked their asses off up there. They really did. They did a great job.
0: You were at the concert event of the season Friday night.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm living my best life right now, buddy. I was at uh, the Wiggles (laughs) again. But wait, it wasn't even the full Wiggles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you're a parent, you're familiar with the the new Wiggles. Uh, There's a girl wiggle now. And predictably, on the road... All year round, lonely hotel rooms. She hooked up with one of the boy wiggles mm-hmm. and they got married Emma and Lucky. And they now have their own spin off shows and they did their own show in a tiny North York theater. Uh, maybe 300 people. I felt like it was at a school play. Really? But with I thought way, be, way better. Uh, at
0: least a thousand
1: seats. But this is the thing
0: they just sold out
1: the Sony Center. That's where I saw them six months ago. And that's what does Sony Center hold? 5000 4000
0: They sold funny. it out in, in like 2 days. So they're doing a uh, an offshoot. So they just trash the rest of the wiggles like uh listen to these <laughs> Hey, the other two guys are <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, here's me and
1: my wife. Yeah, you want to get real? Yeah. I'm about to grind up on my wiggly wife. <laughs> now get ready. You all already good I
2: mate. <laughs>
1: Riding on my wiggly wife i wear purple and she wears yellow she's a little (laughs) with red red hair she's my wiggly wife and the kids just stare in astonishment just staring the kids are all preschoolers they're they're not even preschoolers they're they're toddlers they so, could sing anything exactly they're they're all kind of talking and looking around and staring like what are they here they're here they're not on my TV hey so you went to a Jays game tell me about that I okay. bet you that didn't cost you anything at all
0: um so anyway now you've already got my concession thoughts <laughs> ridiculous do we though do we have your concession thoughts yes have we yes, heard we them have. lately no it's just let's hear them let's hear. Because, no, I wanted to do some research and see where the Jays stack up.
2: In oh, terms to other... Of, yeah.
0: So Okay. Um, we arrived at the Blue Jays game at 1230 for a 107 start. Think this is tons of time. The lineup to get into our gate, and I'm not even exaggerating, was approximately a kilometer long.
1: So this apparently is a problem ever since they've increased security at Major League Parks. Yes. Other parks.
0: I asked the security guard. I got in. He says, yep, every weekend it's like this. He goes, you come during the week? No problem. So I walked past him. I I said, my mom went with me, my daughters. I said, if something was happening on schedule every single weekend that you had a game, would you not assign someone and say, fix
2: this?
1: Yeah. I remember people tweeting about this when the Jays were in the playoffs a few years ago that... That the game had started and we're still in line waiting to get in because security's so slow. So, yeah, you would think after that debacle that they would figure it out and then get it going. Like, we've been to games in the States together, and it's always just take out your wallet, take out your anything metal in your pocket. You know, it's like going through any checkpoint and then walk through the scanner and pick up your stuff and go in. Like, it's not rocket science but for some reason that Skydome, they can't figure it out. And, and they at, have 12 entrances.
0: And I discussed this on our uh, conference call that we have every day with our group. I said the money in which they would need to hire someone to fix the problem, they would make up for in all those people getting in quicker to spend more money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you that would seems instantly logical.
0: you would assen- you would instantly make up that money, hire someone, just say, "Okay, here's what we're going to do. Let's try this. That didn't work. Okay, let's try this." Just just figure something out.
1: <laughs> so you, you had a hard time getting in, and then when you were in, you're spending a lot on concessions.
0: Yeah, Again, I'm going to come back with a comparison, but I uh, love sitting and watching a J game, just going with a 7 and 10 year old. Oh God, they want no part of that. Why even take them? I would be my question. Because I want them to like, they're starting to like now, because I had the, the game on the other day, the next day. They sat and watched for like 45 minutes, which they never do, because now they're kind of like, okay, I'm starting starting to understand. They're starting to figure it out. Yeah.
2: This is the interview of the week.
1: Jamie Noodles McLennan, are you going to take your kids to Jay's games and deal with an hour-long security line?
4: Uh, Probably not, but my wife, Steph, will. She's really good at that, and uh, she's a huge Jay's fan, and ironically she's got a head just like my kids so they they can share the same hat so it's uh, it's great and actually she's taken our daughter dylan already to the game so um i you know i'm not a huge jays fan not a huge baseball fan but i always find that uh it takes so long like just not even to get in i get that but like the game is so slow and you know, I went a couple of years ago, and I think uh, the catcher's name was uh, Navarro. And I, I thought he was so lazy, he couldn't even run it out. So <laughs> I, would get, I would get choked. I've had enough. So I, um, I, I have admitted this before, that I was at the game when Joey Bats did the bat flip. Yes. Oh, wow. Cool. But I left immediately after, because <laughs> I had been drinking, and my buddy that I was with, we wanted to get to Harbor 60. Before the rush. Yes. So I, I figured that, uh, you know, he did the bat flip. They were in good shape. They won. So then I uh, went to Harbor 60 and continued on my night. Put oh, it that okay. way. That's the way to do
0: it. Um, noodles, you you don't like the outdoors. Would you consider a Blue Jay game where the dome was open outdoors?
4: Absolutely. Okay. There was a mosquito that landed on my arm that <laughs> one one day. Now, I went another time where it was it was so warm it was disgusting and i felt like i came up with um a pretty good invention though i don't know if you guys can run with this but it's called the ice towel balaclava so if you make a mask out of a towel and you soak it in water and then freeze it overnight you could wear it yeah uh and you could each respective team could do their own team colors so you could wear like a balaclava and you know, the guys, instead of selling peanuts, they could sell ice-cold balaclavas to put over your face when it's so hot out. And I, I was hungover one day and went to um, a game with a buddy, and it was so hot. I was so frustrated, and I got bitten by a mosquito as well. So uh, that was my second bad experience with the, the Jays and the Dome Open. It was awful. I, I think love you have a this good balaclava idea. idea. Or I love it. just
0: ice-cold towels, hip. <laughs> yeah, get your towels. Exactly. Jay's just towels. Get, yeah.
4: get a towel around your neck, but I I went a step further and made a mask out of it, and just the eye holes. <laughs> so you could be, be
1: you could be cool and terrifying at the same
0: time. <laughs> I love it, Jamie. I love it. So noodles, um, your take on ov right now. Everyone is is loving this except for Damian Cox.
4: Well, listen, I'm not going to go after somebody at the other company, but I do think it's ridiculous that people are criticizing him. If I want a Stanley Cup, I may be still floating in a river in Thailand somewhere. Who knows? Right, yeah. But I will, like, Ovi is on a mission, and the only thing he's proving is that the guy's got an iron liver. Yes. Because... Um, as much as I like to go on benders, uh, put it this way, I would go on a, on a Stanley Cup bender at the end of every season, and I didn't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that this guy put a Stanley Cup uh, in his back pocket to go along with every other award that he's ever won, I'm happy for it, and I can't wait. The only difference in today's world is that it's, it's being documented, because right, yeah. that's 2018. Right. Um, was I it any that's...
1: different for, like, the Oilers in the 80s or the oh Flames God. in 89? Like...
4: Absolutely. I, uh, I, I played uh, three years with Grant Fear in St. Louis. And on the planes, you get. A, I used to sit at the back of the plane. Fierzy was the last row, and myself and Chris Pronger used to sit in front of him. And on long trips, we'd get some rum into him and get him telling stories about the Oilers in the '80s. And there's a reason why that Stanley Cup needs a chaperone, and it's from those guys. When <laughs> Messier would take it to the Bruin Inn, it's a strip club in Saint Albert, Alberta, and you know all hell would break loose. There's a reason why it needs a chaperone, and it's not because. Ovi's taking it into a fountain. It's because uh, guys did nasty things uh, to it and out of it uh, <laughs> uh, years ago. That's why, and that's why Philip Pritch- Pritchard has a job right now. That's
0: so Ovi, all these guys like uh, from the past who won it before, they're seeing his antics and saying that's nothing.
4: <laughs> I'm telling you, the guys from the Islanders that won it four years in a row in, oh, yeah. in the '80s and the Oilers. They're looking at that saying, that's nothing. I do remember a story of of a guy telling me that they went on a bender and he left his car at the rink from the original night of them winning the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Twelve days later, he went and got his car. Twelve days, <laughs> almost two full weeks. He, he was kind of. He said he woke up at one point and was in Hawaii. He had no idea how he got. Oh man! So like, this is uh, this is nothing compared to what these guys were doing in the eighties and nineties.
1: At the same time, noodles. Is Ovi going to let anyone else touch the thing?
4: <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's an argument. I mean, you know, this guy has basically just glued it to his hip, and I know there's probably other guys going. All right, you might want to share a little bit, but we'll see how it goes tomorrow. I can't wait, uh, you know, for Tuesday's parade because, you know, Obi's going to have his speech and it'll be in broken English, but for me, the... It'll be the sleeper guy, the guy who is just shattered, who gets the microphone. I want to see a Corey Crawford, where, you know, the guy's yelling and swearing and, and, yeah. and just hammered out of his trees, basically Bernie Lomax, and they just wheel him up there. I, uh, that's the guy I'm looking for. My
1: to. My money's on Oshi because that guy crushed those two beers at once. Yeah. That guy can drink.
4: Well, you know what it is, is those guys, there's some sneaky guys who went to college, and that's where they learned how to do that type of stuff, because you knew they weren't going to class. And I, I think the the college guys will their their skills will be on display for sure on in that parade. The problem is is on those floats you try and be in your best behavior or a little bit on your best behavior yeah. because maybe your family members are for around sure, but yeah. ultimately if you've had a time the night before uh, we all know if, you, if you've drank so much the night before, and then you have three or four beers the next day, it's in your system, so you're pickled again. So it'll. Uh, I, I can't wait to see it.
0: What happens when Ovi brings it to Russia, the cup?
4: I think Putin just steals it, and <laughs> just, like, just like he did with Robert Kraft's ring uh, that just went disappear. He only walked in, he showed it to Putin, and Putin said, what ring? And it disappeared, and they never saw it
1: again. <laughs> that was incredible. I,
4: I feel like... Somehow there will be some sort of, like, fake cup that gets sent back with Ovi, and the real one just will be in Putin's office. And <laughs> and you know what? Putin will bring it out because everyone knows Putin likes to play hockey. And if you ever watch the videos of hey, Putin he's playing really good. hockey, he's really nobody, good. nobody goes near him. No. Because if you knock that, God forbid, if a goaltender made a save on him, You're they dead. may never see this guy and his family ever again. So 100%. those guys... Uh, Everyone just kind of lets him do his thing, and he fumbles around on the ice and uh, scores 10 goals, and they win. So now in in, uh, Putin's pickup games, they'll be playing for the Stanley Cup.
0: Uh, Noodles, is that what happened to you in your career? Someone had these threats against you for making saves?
4: (laughs) <laughs> that's a zinger, that's that lack of talent. Was that's the only difference.
1: That was. It wasn't a
4: wasn't a threat of anything other than just uh, I couldn't get in the way. Most nights, uh, as Ray Ferraro would call it, I played dodgeball out
1: there. <laughs> Jamie McLennan, uh, you can hear him on Overdrive on TSN Radio. If you're, uh, li- I guess you can listen all over the world if you hop online. I was going to say if you're in the GTA, but it's the yeah. best radio show period in this city. Um, and it's even better when O-Dog just leaves, just checks out <laughs> completely. He
4: goes baby monkey sometimes, and we know that. But uh, when he circles back in, it's the best, because usually we have to bring him up to speed of what's going on. So it's uh, we do it live in real time. It's a lot of fun.
2: And now, a karaoke break. We're old
1: and we're in the Hall of Fame, we're from New Jersey and we know the game, we're Bon Jovi, and it's 30 years after the
0: hits. There's a Bon Jovi cover band playing out where we all live, and I said, ah. Uh, they said, no, it's going to be great, the, the place going to be packed, it's going to be awesome.
1: Now you and I watched this band on their website beforehand. We watched it last Thursday, and it was uh, oh boy! Like the lead singer, he was Belton. He's a good voice. He he kind of pulled it off, and he tr- he had the look a little bit. So that was a big part of it. So I actually thought it was going to be
0: pretty successful. Well, here's the problem that we ran into. I realized I don't know many Bon Jovi songs. How can you not know? And they were bon Jovi's. Pl- but they were playing like deep cuts like the people I was there with are Bon Jovi fans they're like I don't I don't know this song. How can you go to a tribute band and not know the song if you're a fan of the band?
1: Yeah, and if you're a tribute band you have to just play the hits. Come on. I know, you can't I, go They deep were playing cuts. like
0: new stuff. <laughs> We're old
1: and we're in the Hall of Fame. We're from New Jersey and we know the game. We're Bon Jovi. And it's 30 years after the hits.
0: One of those ones? One of the guys we were with turned to me after they finished the song. Again, not a single person in the place knew it. And he's like, why why even practice that song? Let alone play it. (laughs) Do it in your garage.
2: We're old, we're rich,
1: we own lots of cars. We're Bon Jovi, come and see us, we've got SARS.
2: The Origins of the Drop.
1: It has changed my life. (laughs) As I was driving around uh, leading up to the launch of our new show, Sports Center with Jay and Dan, I've been listening to a lot of TSN Radio, Dan, a lot of it. And uh, one commercial specifically played. Pretty much every break. Almost as many times as our promos ran on TSN. That was a lot. And this is that commercial. MyPillow.com is the website. Use the promo code HAYES. I've been talking about this for weeks. It's like getting a new suit. They tailor it to all of your needs. Your height, your weight, how you sleep, when you sleep. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code HAYES. H-A-Y-E-S. And you'll get 50% off two MyPillow Premium Pillows and two Go Anywhere Pillows. Get in on this offer. I'm telling you, it, it has changed my life. MyPillow.com. Changed your Don't life? Don't lose another night of good sleep. Okay, couple of things. It has changed my life. <laughs> Th- there's no chance that they tailor it to your height. Yes, they come to <laughs> your house. <laughs> measure on. you know. There's no way. Yep. Big hey, time. there's no way it changed your life. It has changed my life. <laughs>
0: there's no way. Well, if you go to my pillow, I'm sure you have to enter your height and weight.
1: Okay, that I'll and give. And then they
0: say, okay, give him a medium size.
1: I'll give. <laughs> exactly. I'll give him that. But the the part that really made me laugh is that he says, I've been talking about this for weeks. For like you, weeks. It's like I, getting a new suit. It's been like getting a new suit. I've been yeah. talking about this for weeks. Well, stop talking about it, Hayes. It has changed my life. I don't care if it's changed but your life. But maybe
0: he had never had a pillow.
1: <laughs> he slept in a ditch before. Yeah, maybe he slept on rocks. Maybe he's a hobo. So he's like, wow, Any pillow would be great. Pillow?
2: What is this? <laughs> what is this It has thing? changed my life. I, and it did. It
1: obviously changed his life. But yeah, I, it, he'd been talking about that for weeks. I heard that a whole lot on TSN radio. Did a you good buy show. one? Good show. No. No, this is the other uh, kind of cap to that story. Producer Tim did buy one. And he said it was a rip off. It was just a normal <laughs> pillow. So it here's changed the, my life. Here's the thing. It didn't change producer Tim's life.
0: Hey, it, did you experience this in your move? Did you discover that you have 800 pillows?
1: No, I, we have the exact right amount of pillows. We use tempur pillows and those have changed my life, man. Those are like rocks and they're so great.